0: Well, I always forget that that thing ends abruptly, so welcome. (laughs) Welcome. I was actually just fixing a comment on uh, somebody else's comment, but thank you for being here tonight. What a blessing to know that if not for grace, (laughs) if not for grace, I wonder where we'd be tonight. What an absolute blessing to know that God knew us. He knew how wicked we'd be, he knew how vile we'd be, he knew all the white lies and the black lies that we would tell, he knew the deep, dark secrets that we would keep, (laughs) but yet he loves us anyway, hallelujah, well, I praise the Lord tonight, I appreciate Brother Not Rocky and Leah making it, Kurt's in the house, Uh, Brother Jim and Miss Kim, they're in the house. And maybe some others feel free just to comment on there. I'm not gonna take a whole lot of time tonight. Uh I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm uh, about half half cocked. I've been that way about all day. I can go in and out of just being tired. Um and y'all don't have to comment on me being tired. But uh we've been in meeting this week up in um, Dawsonville or Delonica at Harvest Baptist Church. And uh we went Monday night and then yesterday morning and then last night and I'll tell you what, I absolutely needed uh just a little a little time to get preached to I say hallelujah and what a blessing. It just it just thrilled my soul. To no end. Uh, this is this has nothing to do with the message tonight, but uh, I'm reminded of an illustration that I've used many times, and uh, you have heard it about those young men that were fighting on the front lines during um, an American war, uh, probably about forty, but well, I guess about 50 years ago now. Uh, they uh, were wore out, they were weary, they were scared, cold, tired, and uh, many of them were taking their lives and they were giving up and they thought they were all alone. Uh, and uh, the higher ups caught wind of this and began to pull them off the front lines and began to get them some heat and some food and they began to get a little better They, as their bodies began to warm, their spirits began to warm. And they looked over and they saw one of their buddies that uh, they had went through boot camp with and and uh, they thought they were fighting it all alone. They thought they were the only ones out there fighting the enemy. And uh, they looked and saw their friend, their confidant, that one that they had spent many hours with, and they realized that they weren't alone. Now, don't misunderstand me. I have never felt... Uh, that I'm all alone. But sometimes it's good to get off the front lines and kind of retreat just a little bit and uh, and get some rest. And uh, I, I tell you what, it has been a blessing. Uh, I, I wish that we had the time to be able to stay. It's going through Thursday night. I wish we could have uh, had the, the time to do that. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I encourage you, if you will, um I think they're on YouTube as well, but Facebook especially, I know that they're on Harvest Baptist Church in Dawsonville, and uh, watch uh, Monday night's messages, Brother Andy Wells and Brother Doug Rains preached on Tuesday morning, Uh, Brother Joe Bryant, myself, uh, Brother Matthew Morgan and Brother David Nix preached on Tuesday morning, and then again Brother Rains and Brother Wells preached last night, and then today we watched the service on the way home, and I sat there and I just wept because they spoke so much truth, and uh, what an absolute blessing Brother um, Brother David Nix preached again, and uh, I can't remember now um, who else preached, but old Brother Paul Moss, I believe. And uh, brother Mark, uh, I can't remember his last name, but such a wonderful blessing over the last few days. And uh, don't uh, don't be uh, frightened. We tried our best to be very careful while we were away, and uh, sanitized and tried our best to keep distance as we could. But nonetheless, God blessed, and I praise His holy name. And uh, so I hope that you have had a good week. We do have some things to pray about. I see uh, the Dents are here. Um, Lord, I forgot about Mamaw Betty. I saw the Dents and Mom are here. I forgot all about All Betty. Uh, and then Brother Jody is here, so I'm glad that y'all are here. And I ask you if you can, if you will, go ahead and share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, whatever you got. And uh, try maybe to be a blessing with somebody. Uh, do be praying for Brother John Smith. He's still recovering at the house. Uh, Still kind of weak and uh, got his staples out. I believe Miss Kim said it was today. Could be off on that, but I'm pretty sure it was today. And uh, so he's he's still trying to take it easy. So you remember Brother John, and then Miss Jean is having surgery tomorrow at 10 a.m. in Columbus. And so if you would be uh, be praying for her about that time. And uh, just ask the Lord to touch her, give her a speedy recovery miss kim miss Kim it's going to be with her, so let's do pray about that. Good news from Miss Cheryl. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that she was going to have to be running some tests, and uh, she got the results of the tests I believe Monday morning, and uh, it was not as bad as she thought it was. And uh, so we praise the Lord for that. Uh, some of her cancer marker numbers were, were high, uh, but uh, they they did a, I believe it's called a PET scan and did not find anything. Did not find uh, any cancer there. And so we praise the Lord for her. And uh, I know she's been worried. She's been scared to death about that. Let's keep praying for Miss Weaver's sister. I've not heard an update there, so let's do remember her and then continue to pray for Allie. I told you Sunday she was have she had had a test Wednesday and I believe they got the results of that just because I I've not talked to them, I'm not going to share the details, but you remember Miss Allie if you will. Um let me give this announcement. Um hopefully everybody that's going to be at church Sunday is is on, or we'll watch this maybe a little bit later. But I want to invite you to church Sunday morning. We're going to be in the sanctuary, and uh, I'm going to go tomorrow and uh, tape off uh, the pews. I think what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, two two seats on each side. There, I, I haven't decided we may do a couple pews that are for whole families. I'm not sure, but for the most part, it'll be two seats on each time or each side. I realize it doesn't quite give us the six feet between uh, folks, but we do the best we can. We've got both back rooms that will be available. Uh, we'll have some folks sitting on the side uh, up near the flags. My family will sit on the platform behind the pulpit. And we've got plexiglass up in front of the pulpit and the piano, and so that'll be taken care of. We will not have, at least for the first two weeks, we will not have any uh, congregation singing. We'll just kind of see how things go. Uh, but that's to protect everyone, to protect uh, um, the, the entire church. We Remember, we still have some that have not had this virus, and we definitely want to do our best to uh, protect them. And so... If you will help us out with that, we'll just have special singing, and uh, probably what we'll do is um, we'll have um, kind of a set uh, group that's going to be singing. Of course, mainly we have my family, we have Brother David's family, and then Kaylee and Rachel and um, Nathan that do the singing and i've uh, not had brother or miss kaylee to sing in the last few services because of her shoulder so let's remember her as well just didn't want her to overdo it and uh, end up hurting herself so uh, keep all these things in mind uh, be there if you will uh, early so you can get a seat and i will need somebody there a little early just to kind of help folks get to where they need to be and uh, i'm going to try to step back and and not worry about that so if a few of you guys may be able to come and help do some ushering. That would be a blessing and a half. I'll try to get some uh, musicians there, uh, my wife or Brother David or Miss Tanya there, about 10 or 15 minutes early just to play and uh, get us some good music going before we get into the service, okay? So uh, I'll probably miss, miss some announcements in that, uh, but uh, you just be at church before 11 o'clock this coming Sunday And everything else will work out, okay? I promise you that. Uh, But I want you to take your Bibles, and I want you to turn to Philippians chapter number 3. Philippians chapter number 3. We're going to read just a couple verses. And um, this is... um, I've preached this message before. I I couldn't even tell you how long ago I preached it. Years, I would guess. But um, this week has kind of... Uh, kind of brought it back to my mind as I gave the illustration before about uh, needing to retreat. Someone has said in the past that uh, sometimes you need to um, to get apart before you get apart, or I may not have those uh, words right. You may have to come apart before you come apart. That's what they uh, said, and so sometimes it is evident for husbands for wives. Um, for business owners, for employees, whatever it may be, for even students at school they they do it for a reason. You have those vacations or you have those those days or those weeks that the students are not in school or that the employees are not there, what have you, and uh, you just kind of pull back and, and in that you you may do something fun, you may just rest uh, now something that 's popular is staycations and and, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's your thing. But in in that is just trying to get some rest. And so I, I want to read just a few verses, and then I will get into the message tonight. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse number 12. <clears throat> Excuse me. About to start reading verse chapter 4. Not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after... If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Here's our text verse. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you. We thank you for your blessings. We ask you now that you'd help all those that we've mentioned tonight in prayer request. Brother John, Sister Jean, Mamal Jane, we didn't mention her tonight, but we pray for her. God, we ask you that you would help uh, uh, Brother Deke. Lord, I pray that you continue to give him uh, strength in his body. We pray that you would help Miss Weaver's sister, uh, Allie. We ask you that you would touch her as well. And others that we may have mentioned tonight, we pray that you would reach down and touch them in their bodies. We pray that you would give them a healing, if it be your will. Give them strength during this time as well. God, we love you. We pray that you take the message tonight, apply it to our hearts, and give us the encouragement that we need. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, I was reminded this week, Monday, actually Tuesday morning, is when it really hit home for me uh, that we just need to keep pressing on. We just, <laughs> we just need to keep pressing on. I'll tell you, I, I'm I'm not trying to be overdramatic, but our little church has gone through a lot over the last two months. And uh, a matter of fact, you as uh, the body have been through a lot over the last two years and um, giving up a man of God that that has stepped down and trying to learn a new preacher that has stepped in and uh, trying to learn his ways. And and if you ever learn my ways, please let me know because I've yet to learn them myself. Uh, but then we've went through this sickness or or let 's back up we've went through this entire season so far of covid and uh, then we went through the sickness ourselves that has bombarded our church we've lost brother John, Brother Buster was in the hospital uh, uh and we've scared to death for him and uh, now we've got folks that are in the hospital, thankfully for different reasons and uh, folks have been sick, and those lasting effects, and uh, we've been out of church, we've been online, we've been in the parking lot, and uh, i tell you the the truth, we've been through a lot, but I want to encourage you tonight to keep pressing on. Just keep pressing on, church. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give up on the little church there on 280 West going towards Plain Don't give up on the little preacher that's there. Don't give up on one another. Don't give up on singing. Don't give up on worshiping together. Just keep pressing on. I was encouraged this week by, one, seeing people that have not seen in some time, but, two, being able to be preached to and being able to uh, be like a sponge and just soak all of those messages in. But then just being encouraged by the older men of God that are there and uh, that uh, tried to uh, take some time and to invest in, in myself and then other preachers. Now I'm not a young preacher by as far as age goes or either by experience, but I am still their, their, uh, their youth, if you will, their, uh, their I don't know what the word I'm trying to find is, but they are still my elder, and I respect that, and I honor them for that, and I give them the glory, and I give them uh, preeminence, and uh, I want to prefer them, and I want to love and cherish them, but, but when they turn that thing around and they begin to pour into me, oh, my soul, what a blessing that is. And so I was reminded this week, and I'm trying to hurry. I apologize, but I really don't. Uh, (laughs) But Paul says that I have not apprehended. He said, I've not really gained everything that I want to gain. He says, I've not arrived. I, I've not become perfect. I, I've not learned everything that I need to learn or everything that I want to learn. And, and I sincerely have not. I've I've been I've been reading a lot over the last several weeks, and God has begun to, to do some things in my heart, and I praise him for that. But I want you to know today that there are some things that we may not ever learn here we may not ever attain certain goals but i believe that we can learn from paul that we need to forget those things which are behind and reach forth or press toward a goal and that goal should be jesus christ amen and so let's just let's just go ahead and read verse number 14 again it says i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, if you'll help me, just I'll give you four little things. It's not going to be deep. It's just one of those things. I just need to get it out there. I just need to give it to you and let you chew on it, if you will. But I want us to turn to a few different passages, but let us not forget our text. He says I, I I press. Paul says to this church at Philippi, he says, "Folks, I've not attained yet. I've not reached my goal, but I'll tell you what I am doing. I'm putting off my yesterdays and I'm working toward I'm working in today, but I'm working for tomorrow." He says, "I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." And so, I want us to turn over to Psalm chapter number uh well, There's a few, Psalm 1, Psalm 40, and then also uh, Psalm 37. But press on, the title of the message tonight is press on, it won't be long. And Number one, I want us to see, uh, it won't be, or I want us to see this, excuse me, to press on because of the course of this race. Because of the course of this race, in Psalm 1, verse number 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Here is a passage of Scripture that tells us what we must not do. We must not be that one that walks in the counsel of the ungodly. One reason why I believe God has blessed me over the last few weeks is because I've sought counsel in some, some things. I've sought counsel with some men and God has begun to teach me some things. I've spent early morning hours on, on taking some classes online. I've taken those early morning hours to get in, in the Word of God. I've taken those early morning hours to talk to some men and uh, I'm not bragging by any means, but I'm, I'm gleaning is what I'm doing and God has blessed those things, and essentially, I have determined in my life I don't want to to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I don't want to. What do you say? I don't want to stand in the way of sinners or in the path that they take. I don't want to sit in the seat of the scornful. So, what should we do? Well, th- Psalm thirty-seven verse twenty-three it says, "The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he the man delighteth in his." God's way. You can flip that if you want to. He being God, delighteth in his, our man's way, when we follow his direction. Psalm 40, verse number two, it says, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay. It says, and set my feet upon a rock, and what? Established my goings. Today, I want you to know that there is a set course for this thing. Press on because of the course of this race. There is a set course. Not only is there a set course, but there is a straight course. There is a straight course. Now, let's get this right. This is not str. A-I-G-H-T, but this is S-T-R-A-I-T. It is a narrow way. In Matthew chapter number 7, verse 13 and 14, he says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, but, or he says in verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Verse number 14 may seem redundant, if the word straight, S-T-R-A-I, T. if it means narrow then he essentially says because narrow is the gate and narrow is the way it may sound redundant but the Lord Jesus is making a point here that there is a way that has been established for us and there is not there are not many that will find it there is not a lot of people that will walk in that path and one reason is because it is a narrow path it is a narrow path and you can't walk hand in hand or arm in arm sometimes. Sometimes it's 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 a, a solitary path. It's a lonely path. And you're having to walk single file. But I guarantee you, even in the most of narrow passages on this, Jesus said in Deuteronomy, or God said in Deuteronomy, Jesus said it in Hebrews, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Today we need to press on. It won't be long. We need to press on because of the cool of this race. Then number two, press on because of the conflict of this race. We need to understand today that there is a a sure conflict there is a fight. It's not something that that you may be able to get out of. It is not something that you might struggle with. There is a sure conflict in this race. In 1 Timothy chapter number 6 verse number 12, he says fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. If you're saved and you've made that profession, the Bible says here in first timothy six twelve, this is not in the message this is free but he says if you've made that profession you've made a good profession amen you've made a good profession but i, I want us to focus. he says fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life fight the good fight of f- this is sure If you're living, Job says that, I'm just paraphrasing here. He says, if your mama was a woman, you're going to have life. He said, man born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. Listen to me. There is a sure conflict in this thing. And because of that, we need to keep pressing on. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't bow. Don't bend. But keep pressing on. Not only is there a sure conflict, but there is a sacred conflict. If you'll turn to the very next book in 2 Timothy chapter number 4, he says, "I." Paul says, I have fought and a good fight i have finished my course i have kept the faith i want you to know today that you are fighting a fight of faith this is not something uh, he says there in first timothy chapter 6 uh, fight the good fight of faith here in second timothy chapter number 4 verse number 7 i fought the good fight i finished the course i have kept the here it is again faith This is not, we should not be fighting brother against brother. We should be fighting the good fight of faith. What is going to further the gospel? We need to fight for the furtherance of the gospel. And we need to fight against the things that would hinder the gospel. One of these days, I am going to preach a message out of a book. Some of you may not like it. My family, I'm not sure if they like it or not. I personally Love it. I don't even know where the book is. I've got to find it. But it's by Max Licato or Licato. I don't know what what it's called. Uh, but it talks about the uh, the birth of Jesus Christ from from Gabriel's point of view. And I'm going to tell you what's the truth. I I, I realize that uh, most of most of that you cannot find Bible for it. And so he takes you on a on an imagination ride, if you will. And he begins to talk about the fight uh, from from the very Point where God said I was going to give my son into Mary's womb, and how those angels began to fight, and how those how that wicked one, our enemy, the devil, began to uh, to plot and to uh, uh, try to maneuver things for his benefit. And I'm gonna tell you what's the truth. You and I need to understand today that those same angels that fought, those same angels that God cast down out of heaven, you can find Bible for that, those same demons, those same devils if you will, they are running to and fro and they are trying the Bible says that they are trying to uh, 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 find us so that they might devour us we're fighting a good fight of faith, we need to press on because there is a conflict of this race, it's sure but it's also sacred We ought not fight against one another, but against the powers and the principalities of this world. Against the father of this world. Number three, I want us to notice because of the close of this race. We talked about the course of this race. pressing on because of the course of this race. Because of the conflict of this race, but now we see we ought to press on because of the close of this race. I've told you before that, that in, in a few days, de- Hot days a few years ago I used to run and my wife has run some races with me and I believe Ashlyn has run I'm not sure if Braylon did or not but I know Ashlyn ran at least one or two with us but in those things you know when it seemed to really get real when you could hear the crowd it got real when you could see the finish line. It got real when you knew, because, listen, you before you ever got on that race, you tried to look and make sure you knew what the course was. While you were on that race, they had quarter mile. They had half mile. They had a three quarter mile. They they said, okay, you're on mile two now. You're you're two and a half miles. Here's the three mile marker. That means you only have, I believe, it's a, a one a point one more mile left, or maybe it's point two. I never can remember. But you've just got a little bit left. And I, I'll tell you the truth tonight. As we begin to run those things, and we're weary, and our our bones are hurting, our our muscles are hurting, our feet are hurting, we're breathing hard. But man, when live when you see that three mile mark and, and you realize, hey, I've only got a little bit left to go. You begin to have a second wind, if you will. And over in Second Timothy chapter number four, verse number eight, we're talking about the close of this race. Paul says to Timothy, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love His appearing. Listen, as we, whoop, as we get closer and we see the prophecies that are being and that have been fulfilled and we look up to the sky and we see those clouds that may possibly be parting and we're listening for the sound of that trumpet to blow and we're looking for the Son of God to come out and to call us up hither. I'm telling you we need to keep pressing on because there's a close of this race. We're getting down to the very end of this thing, it's time to take that deep breath. It's time to cock it, if you will, and go give it all you got. Give it everything you got. I've been been watching Allie play softball, been watching uh tried to watch the Braves play baseball and, and then we watched the Dodgers and the Rays play baseball. And I'm telling you, as you watch those men and we watch those girls, they get there in that batter's box and and they would begin to choke up on that bat and they begin to cock that shoulder back. They were ready. They wanted that home run. They wanted that base here. Whatever it is, they wanted to do something for their team. What are we doing for our team? We need to not lay down on this thing. We need to not live in our yesterdays, but glory be to God today. We need to forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto those things which are ahead and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Press on because of the close of this race. I'm about to get excited. I'm about ready to preach tonight. Come on. <laughs> then last, we see this. Press on. It won't be long. Press on because of the counsel of this race. I mentioned, I guess you would say that's in the introduction about the counsel that I've taken over the last several weeks. Last, Really, I guess the last two months. Press on because of the counsel of this race. I just told you that that in those races, those 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 five Ks. As we begin to race those things, and, and I, I've made mention of this here, even in uh, even in church before we had to shut down, I gave the illustration about going around the corner and hearing the crowd of people and and seeing people run back to us and and say, listen, don't give up, you're almost there, just just keep going, don't 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 quit, don't don't lay down, don't stop, don't walk, just pick it up and run, and I'll tell you what's the truth. Truth, boy, when you get to hear those people begin to say, "Let's go! You're almost here!" and they're hollering, "Whoa! You can do it! You can do it! You can do it!" I'm telling you what, there's a little bit of. I'm about to run right now. There's a <laughs> there's a little pep in your step. There's a little bit of giddy up and go in your tired, weary legs, and I want you to know that there is a council in this race that are standing at attention. And they're saying, do not give up. They're saying, don't give in. They're saying, don't stop. Don't turn around. Don't get sidetracked. Don't compromise. Just keep pressing on for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 7. Whoa. Verse number 1 and 2. I can't even sit still, y'all. I'm telling you what, it's good. It's good to know that there's a counsel in this race. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I want us to picture just a moment, if you can, if if you can picture you running in a race and just ahead, just ahead, maybe let's say it's 100 yards ahead is a straight path and you can see the finish line and you can hear the crowd and, and you can you could see them clapping and, and jumping up and down and maybe there's there's balloons and there's lights flashing and saying just come on you can see your time and and maybe maybe you see that the time is running down and you really need to get there every runner's got a time that they want to they want to try to reach maybe it's a, a a 10 minute mile or a 15 minute mile and they do these co- uh, computations and they know what what they are, and and uh, so in the course you're you're thinking, okay, here I am. I I need to get done with this 5K in 30 minutes or 15, minutes, whatever it is. I mean, some of them people are just crazy, and they're fast, and they can make good time on those things. But you see all this ahead. You see that great cloud of witnesses, and there, there. Hey, I'm talking about now. Nah, I might cry on this one. You, you, you see John Den up there, and he's he's clapping like this, and he's saying Hallelujah, glory. He's walking sideways. He's drunker than Cooter Brown. He's saying, Come on, son, don't give up. Come on, granddaughters, don't give up. Come on, church, don't give up. You hear Sammy Allen? You hear other men of God that have gone on and your family members that you know that have gone on and they're they're clapping and they're saying come on, don't give up. I've made it, you can too. That's a great cloud of witnesses that we see in verse number one. But I want us if we can to look ahead at the finish line. I I want you to see something else. He said Whoa! He said, "I'm not even tied down. I may as well just run." I thought I had my microphone on. Can y'all hear me? I hope so. God Almighty, I hope so. He says, "He says there's a great cloud of witnesses." He said, "Because there's people up there cheering you on, I want you to lay aside the weight, lay aside the sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience this race. Let's just keep on going." But he says, "I want you." I want, I want you, listen, he says, I want you to look unto Jesus. (laughs) I want you to, I want you to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There's so much in this one verse. He says, I want you just for a moment uh, to focus not on the crowd and on the applause and on, the, and on all of the congratulations, saying just keep on, I want you to look beyond all of that and focus on the one that started this race and focus on the one that knows how this race is going to end start focusing on the one that has been there he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin I want you to look at him the one that faced temptation from the devil for 40 stinking days he faced temptation and yet, yet, yet he did not fall in temptation I want you to look at him the one that knows your beginning and your end the one that said once upon a time it's the same one on your life that one day will write the end. Let's look at him for a moment. But he says that he endured the cross. He says for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He had to suffer. He had to bleed. He had to die. He had to endure the cross. Why did he do that? Because he knew that just beyond the cross he knew that just beyond the cross there was a grave. Just beyond the cross and just beyond the grave there was a mountain that he would ascend back up into heaven. Just beyond all of those things that he would be able to sit down at the right hand of... He said for the joy that was set before him. For the things that would come ahead of time. He endured the cross. And now said he despised the shame. And now is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Press on. Press on. Because of the conflict of this race. Because of the the, the the course of this race. Because of the close. But my soul, church, let us not forget the counsel of this race. Oh, it is a cherished counsel. It is a cherished counsel, this... this <laughs> Cloud of witnesses. We think about those folks that have gone on. We think about even the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I can't help but think. I cannot help but to think when when P, uh, 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 Stephen in Acts chapter number seven, I believe it is might have started in Acts chapter number six, but chapter number seven, Stephen began. He wasn't a preacher. He was. He, we call him the deacon, and but he began to just lay it down. He began to tell them, hey, listen, y'all are just wretched. Y'all are wicked people. And they were were so offended that they gnashed in their teeth and they picked up stones and they stoned him. And before he passed, before he died, he looked up into heaven and he saw the Lord standing at the right hand of God. I I wonder if he might have been saying, don't give up, don't give in, just keep on. You said, "Well, he was at the end of his life." Absolutely, he was at the end of his life. But I believe Jesus was saying, "Stephen, it's not in vain. Just keep on, just keep, just keep on, church. Press on. It won't be long." Hallelujah. Well, I want us to to take this week. <clears throat> you got Thursday, Friday saturday i want us to pray don't don't just say lord help the service sunday don't just say lord help the preacher sunday don't just say lord help the singer sunday no no i want us to get i want us to find a place young folks mamas and daddies grandmas grandpas all of you maybe you're watching you don't even go to our church will you do me a favor (laughs) Well, you find some place, it don't have to be a closet, it can be the couch, it can be a vehicle. I want you to take a few minutes every day and ask a few minutes every day, that's not too much to ask, and ask God to smile on us Sunday. If I preach, I preach. If I don't, I don't. If we get in there and we just cry, then we just cry. If we get in there and that Shekinah glory falls down upon us and there's that heaviness and we don't know what to do and which way to turn. I'm okay with that as long as God is there. But will you do me a favor and will you pray for our services at Lighthouse this coming Sunday at 11 o'clock and ask God to give us what we need. Will you do that for me? I want you to be there. Be there early. Get your seat. And, and I'll tell you this, as far as overflow, I want you to know, if we run out of pews, like I said, we've got those those back um, uh, rooms ready. We're going to actually take the door from the church to the fellowship hall. We're going to take that one off the hinges, and we've got that area that folks can sit in. But we can also sit in the fellowship hall, and if you want to come but you're uncomfortable about being inside – we still have the FM transmitter. You can still sit out in the parking lot in your vehicle and turn the radio on and hear the entire service. Now, <clears throat> we will we will record the service uh, audibly and with video, but those will be done after the service. I'm not going to do live, but we'll do those after the service. Try to do them as soon as we can. I was a little behind on this past Sundays, but I ask you to pray. Seek the face of God for Lighthouse Baptist Church. Pray for your preacher. Pray for the singers. Pray for the people that you may be sitting with. Some of y'all are not going to be sitting in your same places. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you because we done roped out some of the pews. Now, if that offends you, you may as well go ahead and take your pacifier out and figure out how you can get over it because I can't help you there. But I want you to come. Come early. Get you a seat. Get hunkered in there. Get your Bible out and get ready for God to do something. I believe God's going to help us this week. I love you, folks. I love you, church. I want, you to, I want to see you Sunday. I want you to be praying. God bless you until next time. <clears throat>